Welcome to Alphanumeric, the fiction and poetry podcast featuring pieces selected from the award-winning Non-Binary Review. Today, Trash Bag Pants by Catherine L. Serna. I need you to stay quiet over here, okay? Mama said to me. Her brown eyes were big and her eyelashes thick and clumpy with mascara. Why, Mama? I'm working over there. Here, I brought some toys for you. What do we have here? She pulled her backpack off her shoulder and opened the zipper. Look, I brought a doll for you and some building blocks and a coloring book. I don't want to play with those. Well, next time you can pick the toys, she said, and then seemed to think better of it because she smoothed my hair behind my ear. Don't be difficult, Mamas. It'll only be for a little while. Did you bring crayons? She checks inside the small pocket above the backpack, then the big one, then the water bottle compartment. Hmm. Maybe you can just look at the pictures. Pretend your mommy looking at one of her magazines, she said. I didn't say anything, but I picked up the coloring book. She kissed my forehead. Good girl. The studio was made up of two white walls, one of them more so made up of nearly floor-to-ceiling windows, and the other had old concert posters in second-hand frames. Mama was only on one poster, but she'd danced with the company since its early years. The other two walls were lined with mirrors that cut off about two feet before hitting the floor. The room seemed so big as I stared at my reflection across the room. Mama didn't like when I watched her dance. She told me it made her nervous, but I always thought she was lying because I did it anyway and she always looked so perfect. In her baggy pants and tight tank tops, she looked like jello, all legs in the air and rolling on the floor. In the corner, next to the shoes and the bags lazily dropped as everyone rushed to strip off their coats for warm-up, I stacked blocks, trying to make something that looked like Mama or her dance partner. I didn't know his name, but Mama always called him Baby Cakes when she talked to him. She never talked about him when he wasn't there, at least not to me. They danced together every day. His hair was short and had a wave pattern. His skin was dark like chocolate. His eyebrows had a strong arch, and I remember thinking his eyes looked like planets. I used to think he looked at Mama like he loved her. She would gracefully wrap herself around him and seem to float into his arms when he'd lift her in the air. They were seamless, and I didn't think I knew how to describe it back then, but it was almost like when they were together, you couldn't tell which parts were hers and which were his. They fit together so well. When he'd let her down, she'd said something about how strong he was, saying she was impressed because there was so much baby weight she was never able to shake. He'd wave her off and say, what baby weight? Sometimes they'd look over at me and wave, often resulting in a giggle or an overjoyed smile from me. When I was really young, I used to try and follow Mama around the dance floor. Sometimes they'd entertain me and let me pretend to be in the dance with them. Other times, Mama wouldn't even really acknowledge me, and I'd suddenly feel very heavy on my little legs, like I was running through honey, trying to catch up with her. Sometimes, Devin would scoop me up in his arms and tell Mama to keep going. He was the one who made the dances. He had a voice like a musical number and always talked with his hands. 
he didn't always look at you when he talked sometimes looking off to the side or up like he was gathering his thoughts looking for the right words he had gray hair and it stood up in the front like the world's smallest mountain sometimes when he'd pick me up he'd ask what i thought the dancers should do next and i'd say something like they should roll then demand to be let down in order to demonstrate my somersault everyone would clap for me like i was the star of the show in the corner i watched and stayed still brushing a doll's hair i was too old by then to run around they wouldn't giggle at me if i did and no one would pick me up or ask for my choreographic insights it's more of a ka 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 push devon said hopping forward on one foot his knee bent three times and then swinging his arms out in front of him like he was a child at a party gathering piles of candy off the table all for himself his shoulders caved forward and as his chest seemed to unfold his pelvis moved forward again i remember thinking he looked like a noodle a very mobile noodle mama didn't look like a noodle she looked more like an eel her trash bag pants made swishy noises as she moved they always wondered if i was the only one who noticed sometimes when i watched her i'd catch her looking at herself in the mirror i didn't know what to call it back then but i think now the look in her eyes was something like disdain sometimes now i think about how maybe she looked at herself in self-prescribed criticism thinking her arms weren't lean enough anymore that she had too much skin under her chin now and how you couldn't see it in her pants but she had a little belly because of me she could still put her legs really high in the air though sometimes she'd stand in the middle of the floor or off in the front corner lift her leg in the air next to her head no hands and freeze while everyone else danced around her like she was a single flower in the middle of a field of bees maybe they wanted to be like her too as much as i did I used to bend my Barbies in all the shapes Mama would make with her body, but they never looked quite right. There was something missing. Maybe it was the plushness of her skin or the light in her eyes or the way that Mama, even when she was still, seemed to keep growing, moving, reaching further. There was an energy that kept rising off the tips of her fingers and toes. I used to swear I could see it, a little bit of light coming off her, electricity. After rehearsals, Mama and I would walk home, her hand around mine as we sped walk to the metro. Sometimes, I thought I wouldn't be able to keep up. I tried to squeeze myself next to her, into her, as we passed people on the sidewalk, knees and thighs bumped into my chest and shoulders. I wished to be smaller. On the platform, I watched Mama and I watched people as they watched Mama. Men watched her. I followed the gaze of their hungry eyes to her face, her shoulders, her hips. I remember thinking she must be the prettiest person there. I remember hoping that someday people might watch me like that too. We never sat down on the metro benches. Instead, Mama would lead me by the hand to a pole and stand behind me, each of us wrapping a hand around the pole. I'd feel her thighs brush against my back as the car moved and we swayed to the rhythm of the route. Sometimes Mama would use her free hand to brush the top of my head, and I'd look up at her. Her skin seemed so dark around her eyes, and I wondered when the last time she got some rest was. Still, she smiled. There was a woman in a tight dress that ended at her upper thigh. She had earphones plugged into an MP3 player, and she smacked her gum loudly. 
Her cheekbones were lifted and blushed pink. Her curly hair was pulled into a ponytail and sat in a poof at the back of her head, a few strands hanging over the forehead like bands. Her skin, she'd been kissed by the sun. Her under eyes were bright. She was beautiful. She watched Mama too. We got off at 145th and walked the rest of the way to the apartment. Mama's hand still around mine. Her nails were chipped with navy blue polish. It matched the polish on her toes. It was summertime and her feet were clad with white strappy sandals. The paint on her toes wasn't chipped. You'd think it was a fresh set. Before home, there was a McDonald's and we'd walk in almost reflexively because we did every day. Mama ordered a happy meal for me, a burger with a side of fries. I whispered to her that I wanted a boy toy and she ignored me. Maybe I spoke too quietly. I asked what she was getting, and again, she said nothing. I thought my voice must be too small. When we were home, keys jingled in the doorknob, and the door opened and the smell of nursery homes and prune juice filtered in as Nana walked through the room. Her frail body seemed to swim under her scrubs and cardigan. She carried two big tote bags, one on each shoulder, sunlight leaked in through the cracks in the blinds, a dance of orange and gold. Mama came out of her room and leaned over the kitchen counter as if she was waiting for the perfect moment to say hello. I was sitting on the floor in the living room. My homework spread across the coffee table. Without a greeting, Nana said, What'd you make for dinner? Mama seemed to push her weight into her palms before whipping back around toward the room. Nothing yet. Nana huffed. Figures. Mama doesn't turn around, but says from the doorway of our room, I was working on a new piece. For what? For the company. Why? I thought you were looking for a real job. Dance is a real job. That's what you've been telling me for years, and yet here you are, unable to move out, relying on the free food and free daycare you get here. Hey, don't disrespect me in front of my kid. She stepped forward. It was like a dance between the two of them, stepping in patterned circles around each other in the kitchen. Please. What would you know about dance? Look at what you've done with your life. No me vas a faltar el respeto en mi propia casa, Isa. Nana pointed. You're wasting your time at the company. If they wanted you full time, they would have given it to you. And they're not going to give it to you. Not when you look like this. Mama scrunched up her face like she wanted to say something else, but she didn't. She walked back to our room and shut the door. I watched myself in the mirror now, nearly three decades later, at the ripe age of 36. Getting dressed in the morning seems like it should be a simple feat. You do it every day, just like you brush your teeth in the morning or you start your car or open the Instagram app on your phone. Mundane, uncomplicated, predictable. But I watch myself in the mirror now, like I do every morning, and it is anything but mundane and uncomplicated and predictable. I study the curves on my body, the grooves in my legs, the extra skin around my midsection and under my chin, and I try to remember what I looked like a week ago or a month or a year. How much has my body changed? Is this what I've always been? Are my eyes playing tricks on me? I watched myself in the mirror, topless, the button of my pants undone and my belly hanging out. I think of my mother. I think of watching her dance and watching her watch herself dance. I think of her getting ready in the morning. 
I imagined the tears she held back when she realized her size 2 pants would never fit her again. I think of the bin of her old clothes in the back of my linen closet that will never fit my size 12 body. I think of my mother's mirror. I remember the picture she kept taped on the top right corner. Her, at age 23, sun-kissed skin in a bright yellow bikini, linen shorts, and an obnoxiously large sun hat. 23, right before she had me. I think of her voice, a subtle crack as she tried to fight the fluctuation of her tone as she peeled herself out of those size 2 pants and said, I need to get back to that. I wonder if she already knew then that she never would. The first time I went to the Olive Garden, or the first time I remember it, I was seven. Mom had just finished two weeks of performances the night before. I don't think I knew it then, but the dance was about mass incarceration, and I often watched the old DVD on the dusty video player when I miss her. Mama loved the Olive Garden. She always ordered the same thing, endless chicken gnocchi soup. She used to say she could only allow herself to eat so good after a good show. I used to get spaghetti. Even when I got older and my palate could handle more complicated flavors, I got spaghetti. Now when I go alone after work or with friends or co-workers, I still order spaghetti. When my first boyfriend broke up with me, my mom said there was an exception to her rule. If you're really, really sad, you deserve a good, expensive meal. We sat in a booth. I was 13 and James, a boy in the grade above me, had told me he was moving and had to break up with me. The following day, he had a new girlfriend. I don't remember her name, but I remember her arms seemed so much thinner than mine and her eyes seemed elongated and angled upward like she could put a spell on you with a glance. I kept waiting for the day I could relish in their breakup, but it never came. He never moved away. I don't want to eat, I said. You deserve to eat your feelings a little, Peach. No, I don't. My mind took me back to my bedroom mirror that morning, realizing how round my hips were compared to the rest of me and thinking I looked like a secretary, thinking I looked like someone else's mom instead of my own. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore because I'm too fat. Maybe that's why no boys like me. Now why would you think that? You're perfect. I didn't say anything, but I watched her chase the gnocchi with her spoon. I thought of the tears in her eyes when her size 2 pants didn't fit her. I thought of what she must think of herself, and I thought about what she must really think of me. This has been Trash Bag Pants by Katherine Serna. Our music was Piano Moment by Daddy's Music, provided by Pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is a production of Zoetic Press and is mixed and mastered by our crack producers Madison Ellingsworth and Joya Tapdick. You can get our newest issue, Non-Binary Review, issue number 34, Lies for Children, in a three-format bundle that can be read on any device by going to ZoeticPress.com. If you love us as much as we love you, please support us by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a rating and leaving us a swell review. We'd appreciate it more than dancers appreciate a good choreographer. You should also subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Non-Binary Review, because humans are hardwired to tell stories. <laughs>